Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. How's everybody doing this morning? Yeah? Hallelujah. Still loving Jesus? All the time? Because he's good, right? He is good. He is so good. I want you to stand with me one more time. You know how we do. I'm going to be reading out of Nehemiah 1, chapter 1. I'm mean, here excited for the potential new building. Yes. Amen. Yeah. God is God is moving. We are super, super excited. Um, whether this is the place or not, there will there is a place waiting uh, for us. So this is our season. Yes. I'm gonna believe that. Amen. And if you are a part of this church, it means it's your season as well. Because whatever God does in this house, he will do in your house. Yes. Mm. So yes. might take that home. Yeah. So whatever he's doing in this house, he will do in your house. Amen. So Nehemiah chapter 1. Let's uh, start in verse 1 here. It came to pass in the month of Chibs, child's hard word. In the twentieth year, I, I, as I was in Shushan, the Sadol, the that Hanini, one, another hard word, one of my brethren came with men from Judah and asked them concerning concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity in the concern uh, concerning uh, Jerusalem. And they said to me, the survivors who, who left from the captivity in the providence and province are, are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before uh, God of heaven. And I said, I pray, Lord of heaven, O great, awesome God, you, you who kept your covenant and mercy with those who love, you observe and, and you and observe your commandments, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes be open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of, of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you. We have sinned against you. We have sinned against you. 
So today I'm going to talk to you about rebuilding spiritual walls. Rebuilding spiritual walls. I'm really excited about that. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're such an awesome God and you're worthy of all of our praises. We will not be here without you. Lord, I am nothing without you. Thank you for what you're doing and what you've already done. Um, it's so wonderful that we get to call on a father who cares and who loves us. And as Pastor Steve said last week, you actually like us. You like being around us. And so we just thank you, Lord. I just speak over individuals today, Lord God, that you help them rebuild spiritual walls in their lives. Lord, I know that you're up to something. I sense that you are moving, moving us to a, a place that's just going to blow us away, Lord God. I thank you for this church. I thank you for the leaders. I thank you for the attenders here today, Lord God. Continue to bless them, Lord God. Thank you for using me as your vessel today. Lord, we don't want regular church. We want to see you move. Think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Come on, give them some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. You may be seated. The house of the Lord. So, so we're in the book of, of Nehemiah, and Nehemiah was a, a, was a really great leader. He was actually the cupbearer for the king of Persia, and he was his right-hand man. Um, he was his most trusted leader. But Nehemiah got word that his people from Jerusalem um, he heard that the walls uh, fell and um, they were in distress. Um, it really bothered him. He, in the, the text says that he, when he heard the news, he started to weep because he knew the promises of God. He knew that um, what God said to the, uh, to the people that if they repent and return to him, he will uh, deliver them, deliver their land. He will heal, heal their land. Um, so, so Nehemiah knew the, the promise of, of God, but he, actually, he also knew the, the trouble that his people were in. They were in a city without walls. And so they knew that the enemy can come in at any moment to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Because they were in a city without walls. So what is the purpose, what purpose do walls around the city serve? It serves as a defense. A defensive wall is a fortification usually used to protect a city town or other settlement from potential aggressors. 
So here they were. They were in a city without walls. And at any moment, the enemy, enemy can come in and devour them. Amen? Are you with me so far? And so it was important for, for Nehemiah to, uh, to, to go to them because um, he knew what, what was happening, that they were not protected. Amen? Proverbs 28, 25, 28 says, Who, whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. And so, so our souls are like a city, right? A city with no, no walls. See, it was really important that, that Jesus is the foundation for our walls, is the foundation for our lives. Amen? Jesus is our cornerstone. Amen? So when we don't have that relationship with God, when we don't spend time with God, our walls become weak. And then we allow the enemy to come in. So our lives become like a city without walls. And any moment, when a storm comes, it knocks down our walls. God doesn't want Christians to have weak walls. So God is calling, challenging someone here today to strengthen your walls. Amen? There may be some areas where God, God's calling you to rebuild, to restore. Amen? God doesn't want our life to be like a city without walls. Amen? So Jesus is that cornerstone. And so we can't have, we, we, we can't have a weak foundation. We will have weak walls. Amen? Amen? So Jesus must be that cornerstone of our lives. Amen? Jesus is the one that strengthens our foundation. Amen? We have to have strong walls. So the enemy, see, the enemy wants to create walls around your life. He built walls around your life, right? So that to prevent you from getting to Christ, to prevent you from getting to the blessings that God has for you. Amen. So he will build walls around your life. He will build walls around your family. Amen. He will build walls around your life. So we have to be like, the, the, like uh, Joshua and, uh, with the Jericho and march around the walls that the enemy uh, tried to build in our lives. Amen. We need to knock some of those walls down before we can put up some spiritual walls in our lives. Come on, somebody need to go with me this morning. Come on, God is moving in your life. Amen. He's moving. He wants to do something new. He wants to bring you to a new place, but he need, you need some strong walls to hold it. See, strong walls keep the blessings of God in and the attacks of the enemy out. The Bible says no weapon that's formed against you will prosper. See, the enemy, so the enemy will form, right? He will try to attack you, but he can only, when your walls are strong, he can only attack you from the outside. Yeah. 
he won't get in. That means it will not prosper because it won't get in. Is anybody going with me? So we got to keep the blessings of God in and the attacks of the enemy out because we got strong walls. We got strong walls. It would only prosper if your foundation is weak. So he is challenging all of us here today. Make sure we strengthen our foundation. Because if our foundation is, is strong, so will our walls. Come on, we preaching today? We doing all right today? So are you rebuilding something like Nehemiah? Are you building something like me? Are you in the process of rebuilding, restoring, or remaking something? Maybe it's a new venture or a job or a new career. Maybe you are trying to rebuild a relationship with someone. Maybe you need to rebuild your confidence and trust after a devastating loss or failure. Maybe your physical body needs some restoration after a stressful time. Maybe your future needs to be rebuilt after you have faith faced and, and dealt with, uh, with a pain of your past. Maybe it's something in your life that needs to be rebuilt. Is that, in, is that anyone here this morning? So we're going we're gonna to rebuild spiritual walls. Are you, are you going with me? We're going to rebuild spiritual walls for the Lord. Amen? Because Jesus is that foundation. He's that cornerstone. When he's that cornerstone, amen, your walls are strong. Come on. Our walls are strong. And the enemy won't have a chance to take the blessings that God has for you. Amen? I'm tired of Christians losing spiritual fights. I'm tired of Christians losing spiritual warfare. Amen? So we have the anointing to win every spiritual battle. Do you believe that? It's a gift that Jesus left for us. It's his blood. It's his sacrifice that he made for us to overcome. Right? By, the, by his blood. Come on, he left us. So I'm tired of seeing Christians lose spiritual battles. God have made, has made winners, not losers. Amen? You are an overcomer. Turn to someone and say, I am an overcomer. And so are you. Come on, you going with me this morning? Come on, let's rebuild some spiritual walls this morning. Let's rebuild some spiritual walls so that way we can contain the blessings of God, right? And we can keep the attacks of the enemy out. Amen. You let the enemy know that you can't have my blessings. Amen. It's going to take you a lot to penetrate these walls. Amen. God left me these blessings. Amen. You can't just take, I'm tired of the enemy stealing something from me, killing, trying to kill something or destroy something in my life. Amen. We need to strengthen those spiritual walls in our lives. Hallelujah. So let's rebuild some spiritual walls. The first wall we need to rebuild is the wall of prayer. So uh, Nehemiah came to, in chapter 2, it talks about Nehemiah came to assess the wall. He assessed the wall. 
and uh, no one knew what he was he was doing. Uh, he, no one knew that God called him to rebuild the wall, but he came to assess the problem, assess the wall. Um, he needed to to know what what he should do, um, and um, and so I believe that God is assessing our walls today. He's looking at our lives to see what needs to be rebuilt, what needs to be um, restored in our lives. Amen. Amen. So he doesn't want us to have weak walls. Right. So here's Nehemiah. He came and he he came to assess the walls here. And so um, when we um, we will not begin to rebuild the walls in our lives until God brings us to to a place of seeing things as they are. Uh, so God will reveal to you what are some broken things in your life, some things that he wants you to change, some things that he wants to restore. Amen. So whenever you, well, God's called you to move forward, there will always be some things that needs to be restored. Amen. There will always be some things that need to be rebuilt. Amen. And so, so I love Nehemiah's approach here. The first thing when, when he assessed the problem or when the first time he heard the news, he started to pray. He started to pray. He started to take authority. Amen. He started to um, acknowledge who God was. He said, oh, awesome God you are. Amen. So he acknowledged who God was. And then he started to repent. He started to repent for the, for his, for the sins of, of, of his people, amen, which he was a part of that. Lord, he was just like, Lord, I'm sorry for us not following your ways, right? So he, he knew this was a byproduct, right, of their sin. Yeah. Yeah. So he started to repent, but he also knew the promise of God, right? He also knew that because when his people repent, repented and returned to God, that he will bless their land. Wow. Amen? So he was acknowledging, acknowledging that. Amen? And so he, it, it was amazing that he stood in the gap for his people. He stood in the gap for his people. See, we, we have to rebuild strong walls with prayer. Wow. Prayer must be a part of our foundation because prayer changes things. Yeah. Prayer moves things. Amen? Prayer ch touches God's heart. Amen? You want to you wanna, uh, know the best way to touch God's heart? Come on, get into your prayer closet consistently and pray and seek him. Amen? He will answer. Amen? So we have to step up our prayer game. That's how we can build spiritual walls and rebuild spiritual walls in our lives. Are you with me? So two, th two things prayer does. One, prayer protects your heart. It protects your heart. And Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Flows from it. Your heart is extremely valuable. Your heart is extremely valuable. You do not guard what you don't value. So, so, I, so every Sunday, I put out my garbage can, right, uh, for, for them to pick up the garbage. And so when I, when I put it out there, I leave it unguarded until the next day. 
Why? Because I don't value it. But some of us, some of us are just leaving our, how, our hearts out there and our heart have no walls to protect it. And we are allowing the enemy, people, circumstances to get into our hearts. Amen. God's saying to us today, guard your heart. Guard your heart. See, prayer guards your heart. Amen. See, sometimes you, you have to pray even when you don't want to. Because if you don't want to pray, that's the time you should pray. Because of something in your heart. Because what's in your heart is what's going to come out. That's how you're going to live life. So your heart is really valuable. Everything stems from the heart. Your dreams, your desires, amen, how you act all bleeds out of your heart. So God is saying you need to put some walls around your heart to protect it. Amen? To protect your heart from the enemy, from people. We see a lot of times that this person broke our heart, broke my heart, would stop giving it to them. It's okay to set boundaries around your heart. You can't just be giving your heart to anyone. Protect your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. See, prayer guards your heart. Amen? Because prayer is, prayer is an act of giving God your heart. Every day I must give God my heart because my heart's not right all the time. Yeah. So I need to give God my heart. Lord God, renew my heart. Renew my heart. Give me a new heart today. Guard your heart. Come on, turn your, tell your neighbor to guard your heart. Guard your heart. Your heart is where you connect with God. So we must guard our heart. Our heart is being left hanging without anything protecting it. Amen? Guard, guard your heart. So prayer protects your heart. And prayer gives you wisdom. Because the Bible says, and James 1-2 says, if any of you lack wisdom, like him, let him ask who gives who, who gives to all liberty without reproach, and it will be given to him. Oh, my goodness. What a great text here. If we lack wisdom, we ask for it, and God will give it to us. Isn't that amazing? As believers, when we lack wisdom, when we're looking for direction, amen, see, God... So God is a God of movement. He wants us to go with him. He wants us to follow him. But we need the wisdom of God to go, to follow him. Amen? So we lack wisdom, we ask for it. Amen? So I love to have a bunch of believers around me who, who loves to pray, right, and believe that God's going to answer. And they ask for wisdom and they believe they are going to receive it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. So I know that I am the leader of the church, but God doesn't give me everything. Otherwise, why would you be here, right? What would, right? So I love to have, like, creative prayer warriors around me who call down heaven yeah. 
amen, and believe that God is going to move and he will give us answers now. Because for Calvary Life, the future is now. God, we need wisdom now. We need, wis we need blessings now. We're looking for provision now. Amen? So we're asking for you to download your revelation, download your wisdom, amen, because we want to move forward now. Come on, is anybody going with me now? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so prayer gives us wisdom. It gives us wisdom. So that's the way that God communicates to us. That's how God gives us that wisdom when we pray when we read his word, and when we seek godly counsel. Amen? Like, discipleship is still popular in the church. You don't have to live life alone. You don't have to walk through life alone. Discipleship is still popular in the church. It's nothing, I would not be here today if I was not discipled. Amen? I love the disciple people because I want you to move forward in the call of God. That's, that excites me, amen? I love discipleship, amen? And so God, so God gives you um, um, wisdom through godly counsel and prayer and through his word. Is anybody excited this morning? Come on, this, come on, God is moving. God is moving. We got to build those spiritual walls in our life because if our walls are strong, we can keep, so the, the, uh, we, we hold the blessings of God and we keep the attacks of the enemy out. Come on, stay out of my life. Stay out of my walls. Come on, stay out. Stay out. Amen? Amen? We have that rebuking power, but we can't rebuke the power, of, uh, rebuke the enemy if he's all up in our stuff. It'll be hard. Okay. Okay. Y'all want going with me on that one. So the, the second way the second wall we're going to talk about is the wall of surrender. Oh, I know we all love that one, right? It's a real popular thing to talk about, surrender, surrender. But surrender is a posture of the heart. It's a posture of the heart. Amen? See, surrender is very important that, uh, important, a very important piece to our foundation. Amen? Because we're called to surrender to Christ daily. The Bible says that we must die daily. It's talking about surrendering. It's not like every other day, maybe every two weeks or a month that, you know, we, we die. No, it says to die daily. It means to kill the flesh daily or to, or to or so surrender your life daily. Amen? So it's to give God full control of your life. Amen? So that surrendered life. Amen? Because God can't move on our life if we're not surrendered to him. Are you with me? So uh, surrender does two things. It get, one, it gives us strength. See, Nehemiah was a man of strength through surrender. Oh, that part didn't get it. You, you, this part, this side got it over here. I'm, I say it again. Maybe you get it this time. Nehemiah was a was a man of strength through surrender. So that means surrendering make us stronger. 
Oh, man, so that means surrendering makes us stronger. Why? Because the Bible says that. Through our weaknesses, right, if we give our weakness to God, right, we are strong through his strength, right? Isn't that amazing? So sometimes it's okay to be weak because God, God gets the glory through our weakness, right? He makes us strong through our weakness. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? So it's okay to say, God, I'm weak. I don't know how to do this. That's an act of surrender. That's an act of surrender. God, I don't know how to do this. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I don't know what to do. God, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do. Give me that wisdom. Give me that direction that I need. I, get, I, just, I don't know what to do. I'm weak right now. And God loves that, that he makes us strong. It's okay not to be okay. Hopefully that'll just save someone's life, just liberate someone right now. It is okay not to be okay. Amen? Because this walk with the Lord sometime, a lot of the times, most of the time, is challenging. Right? Because what we're fighting against Everywhere you go, you're fighting against something evil. Something evil. It could be at your workplace, right? It could be on your street. Hopefully it's not your home, but maybe it's your home sometime. Amen. We're always a fighting, we're fighting against something, even at church. Oh my goodness. We think that all saved people come to church. No, sometimes the enemy brings his people to church. He'll pick them up. He'll go with them. He'll sit with, he'll worship with them. He'll bring them back home, say, I'll pick you up next week at the same time. I mean, we're not, we're not alone. We're always fighting against something. You ever walk into a place or, or, or you walk into the church and you're just like, whoa, what's that? You just Feel something that's not of God, right? Something, some type of evil force, right? So that's the enemy trying to penetrate the walls that God placed in your life, the walls of your heart. He is trying to, he, every week he's trying to penetrate the walls of your heart. He's always at work. He's always at work. So, so surrender gives us strength. Surrender gives us strength. That's why Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do, see, a lot of like athlete celebrity use this phrase, right? That, you know, like they, they, if they use this, they're going to win a game as if God is like on their side, like God is rooting for them. God don't care about that. that that's not what he's saying. It, Paul is saying that I can, I can do all things through Christ. That means whatever I'm going through, God will strengthen me. <laughs> whatever I go, whatever he calls me to go through, because we like to avoid going through things. But the going through is the thing that strengthens us. It's the, the, the going through is the thing that strengthens our walls. Amen? So I can do all things 
through Christ. I'm going to go through it. If he went through it, we can go through it. Amen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means when I go through it, I'm going to come out better. Does anyone feel like they're better because they went through something? Am I talking, about, am I talking to any overcomers here this morning? Does anyone feel like they are better and stronger, much wiser because they went through some things? Or oh, I can testify to that. I can testify to that. Even if you are currently going through it, if you're feeling a little stronger, I just want you to stand and just give God some praise today. I only want to talk to the people who've been through some things. I want you to thank God for strengthening you for what you're going through. Come on, give him some praise this morning. Praise him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for making you stronger as you're going through what you're going through. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for strengthening us. I can do it through you, Christ, because you will strengthen us. So surrender gives us strength, and surrender gives us stability. It gives us stability. It's when we allow the knowledge of his will to control our lives. Second Peter 3.18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our God and, and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both and forever. Amen. See, we can only be spiritually stable if we are growing in the knowledge of God. Come on, God wants stable Christians. Stable Christians who can withstand the, the storms of life, who can withstand the, the tricks of, of the enemy. Amen. God doesn't want Christians to just fall apart the first sign of a storm. I mean, some of us just fall apart just as soon as the, we see the storm come. Like, oh, my gosh, the storm is coming. We start falling apart like the disciples in the boat, right? We just start falling apart, right? But, but, but God wants Christians to be stable. So in order for us to be stable is we must have the knowledge of God. So it's not just, know, just knowing about God. It's allowing his will to, to run your life. It's, it's allowing God to control your life. That's what makes us stable. I would be so unstable if I allow me to run me. That's a, a, a messy recipe. That's a disaster written all over it. I know it because I remember it. <laughs> I remember those days. I don't want to go back to those days. Right? I remember how unstable I was. Like, you know, when your emotions is like all crazy, like all the time, it's like anytime someone says something to you, you get upset and you and it's like everything is just go from 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 here to here. From here to here. Like, why does it have to go from here to here all the time? Like, can we just like hang out like right here a little bit? Right, kind of get get some self-control. Right, get some stabilization in our life. Just like let's let's just remain stable and just wait right here until God gives us an answer. 
Amen? But we like our emotions to run our lives. And so God's give us feelings, gave us feelings and all that. That's cool and everything, but they can't run your life. As a Christian, God wants stable Christians. Nothing worse than an unstable Christian. And nothing worse than an unstable Christian because it's like the world is unstable. Then they see Christians, you're supposed to have the answer. And it's like, oh, whoa. I mean, we're both unstable. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, where's the answer? <laughs> As a non-believer, like, where's the answer? I can't find any stable people in, the, in this world. Christians got to become stable. Stand strong and firm. Whatever God says. Stay tall and firm in the word of God. Allow the, God, the word of God to strengthen you, to strengthen your walls. Amen? So you can be the answer. Then people will come to your wall and ask you, right, for an answer. And you have that for them because you are stable. You are stable. You are stable. So we can't be, when we are inconsistent at coming to God, we are inconsistent at reading his word and praying, right? We are no longer growing in God's image. And we become unstable. And the enemy knows it. The enemy knows it. First of all, he's going to attack you regardless. But in nothing like, it's an easy win when he attacks unstable Christians. It's an easy win when he attacks unstable Christians. Amen? Because he's not just coming after you. He's coming after your family, anyone else that you're connected to. He's coming after everybody and everything. Right? Stable. So surrender does two things because surrender is a posture of the heart. So it gives us strength. And it gives us stability. Surrender gives us strength and gives us stability. Amen? The enemy doesn't have a chance when Christians are strong in the Lord and stable in the Lord. Strong in the Lord and stable in the Lord. You won't have a chance to penetrate the wall of your heart. So when we talk about spiritual walls, we talk about the, the wall of your heart. This, the, this heart here. Where's the heart? Right here? This right, right here. Heart here. Well, I have a big heart, so my heart's all walls right here. Amen? So, so another wall we want to talk about is the wall of commitment. We got to go. Got to go. Wall of commitment. Wall of commitment. We're going to go fast. So Psalms 119, 112 says, I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever and to the very end. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever to the very end. See, so two things about commitment. Com um, um, you, we must be committed to a divine direction. And so here the psalmist is saying that I incline my heart. So that means it must come from a, uh, a, a place 
a different place, right? It must not been, have been inclined, right? It must have been declined. And so he's saying, I have inclined my heart, right, to perform your statutes. So, so that means we have to have our hearts in a divine direction. We, are, we must be committed to God at all times. Amen? You, you get that? Uh, so committed to God is, when you're committed to God, that means you, you have no other option. You're not choosing any other option. You're solely committed to God. That means you incline your heart to his statutes. That means you're all God. You're solely committed to God. I'm giving you my heart. I am committed to you and no other God, no other person. I am, I am, I am committed to you. Amen? Because the enemy will try or is trying to steal your commitment. Wow. Amen? He will always offer you something other than what God tells you or, or wants you to have. A fabrication of what God wants you, what God says. Amen? And so, so we must be committed to it into a divine direction. And then we must have action before results. Psalms, Psalms 37, 5 says, commit, commit, commit. Everybody say commit. commit. It says commit. So sometimes we don't like that word, commit. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. Then he shall bring it to pass. You see how that works? You see how that works? So it's action before results. He is saying that commit your way. If you commit your way and trust me, I'll bring it to pass. I don't know what you're praying for. I don't know what you're dreaming about. I don't know what you're hoping for. But God just wants to remind all of us and who, who are ever who is ever listening to us online that you must commit your way to him and trust him in all seasons, in all seasons, all the time, then he will bring it to pass. And I don't know what you're hoping him to bring to pass, but he's just saying just stay committed. Stay trusting me. You'll see it come through. You'll see it come into fruition right now. Amen? So do what he says before you see the fruit. Amen? So, we, so too many of us, too many people want the miracles without commitment. Too many people in this world want benefits without commitment. All right, let me, let me just move on from that because that'll take us... <laughs> A whole nother direction. Amen. Whole nother, yeah. Next week, all, whew, we can preach on that all service. So another wall, quickly, another wall that we need to talk about. Last one is a wall of faith. Wall of faith. When your wall of faith is based on the Bible, your foundation will outlast all attacks. Did you hear that? Did you, did you hear that? When your, your wall, when your faith is based on the Bible and your foundation will outlast all attacks. You got that? See, faith 
draws a response from God. Faith draws a response from God. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? It was a crowd of people, amen, and she must have been praying for years. She went to so many different doctors. They couldn't help her, help her and, and, and everything. And all of a sudden, she heard that Jesus was coming. She heard Jesus was coming. And she just made a desperate move. Amen. I, I wish I would have saw her. She's probably bobbing and weaving through the crowd, pushing people out the way. Amen. And she just, just stretched out and touched the hem of, of his garment. And she was healed. But when she touched him, she got a response from him. So he turned and he looked and said, whoa, who was that? Who touched me? And then she, then she was healed. And she was healed. So faith draws a response from God. Isn't that exciting? If I, if I walk in faith, if I sit in my uh, seat of faith consistently, It'll draw a response from God. It'll draw a response from God. What are you praying for? What are you hoping for? Amen. Your faith is going to draw a response from God. Amen. It's nothing like being around some crazy faith people who believe that God would do what he said he would do. He would do the people who actually believe what the word of God says. They're not wrong. And they're reminding God what he says, <laughs> right? I am not, you call me not to be the, the tail, but the head. Amen? Hallelujah. It's nothing like being around some, some crazy believers. See, faith is going beyond limitations. This, the, the woman with the issue of blood, she went beyond limitations. She was moving the crowd. Amen. To get to Jesus. Maybe you need to move a crowd to get to Jesus. Move some stuff around to get to Jesus. Move some distractions so you can get to Jesus. Amen. Come on. Am I preaching by myself this morning? See, faith is not playing it safe. If you want a safe life, don't follow Jesus. Faith is not playing it safe. Amen? Because it get a little bumpy. Right? It get a little bumpy at times. Amen? Get a little wavy at times. You might be sitting in a, 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 what is it? Furnace at times. Amen? You're supposed to know this. Honey. You're supposed to talk to me. So faith is not playing it safe. Amen? Because things get crazy out there. Amen? God calls you to move and to do something. Amen? It's, it's going to be crazy for you. Amen? So you cannot sit in your comfort seat following God. So faith without works is dead. We know that. But the reason why it's, it's uh, faith without work is dead because it does not reveal the transforming work of the Holy Spirit. Because wow. that ain't God. So faith is built on the word of God. This is the infrastructure of faith. The word is the infrastructure of faith. There is nothing in the natural man that can create faith. Faith does not birth hearing and hearing does not birth the word. Faith comes by the word 
if we hear it. You got that? You got that? So walls, spiritual walls, spiritual walls. So it's just four spiritual walls that we need to build or rebuild in our lives. Amen. And so now I realize, like I'm just saying, I realize why the, the uh, it says this in Proverbs 18.10. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. It's because of the spiritual walls in our lives. Amen. You see, spiritual walls, when you, when you have strong walls, you keep the blessings of God in and the attacks of the enemy out. Amen. And so our strong walls, to order for our walls to be strong, we must have a prayer life. We must step up our prayer game because prayer protects our heart. It protects our heart. So we need to build a wall of prayer around our heart. Amen? So that way, it will keep the enemy out. So every time you start praying, you're building a wall. You're building a wall. Every time you start praying, you're building a wall to protect your heart. You're building a wall. God gives you wisdom, right, for every circumstance in your life. So that way you're not, you're not trapped. The enemy won't trap you. Amen? So he won't, he won't have a chance to penetrate you because you have wisdom to how to defeat him or how to defeat any or how to overcome any circumstance. So every time you pray, you build a wall. And every time you surrender to God, because surrendering is a daily thing. The Bible says that we must die daily. We must die daily. Amen. So surrender, surrender gives us strength. So every time that you surrender to God, you start building a wall. You start building a wall. You start building a wall. And every time that you wake up in the morning, you give your life to the Lord, you die daily, you start building a wall. You start building a wall. Amen. And then, and then, and then the wall of commitment. Amen. And when you stay faithful to the work of God, amen, even when you don't see it, you're building a wall. You're building a wall. You're building a wall. Amen. Amen. And then you walk, when you have that wall of faith, a wall of faith, anytime you sit in your seat of faith, anytime that you serve God in all seasons, you still believe him in all seasons, you still wait for him to, to move in all seasons, you, bu you build a wall. You build a wall. You're building a wall in your life. You're building a wall in your life. You see, when your walls, when your walls are strong, right, or weak, it falls. But when your walls are strong, right, you keep the blessings of God in, in the attacks of the enemy out. That's why Proverbs said that God is our, 
are strong tower and his people will run to it and to keep them safe. This is our heart. This is our heart. This is our heart. Amen. This is our heart behind the walls of prayer, surrender, commitment, and faith. Because as Christians, our foundation is on the rock of Christ. He is our cornerstone. He is our cornerstone. And that makes our foundation strong. When our foundation is weak, anytime that the enemy comes in or we face a storm, he knocks down our wall. Circumstances get too heavy. It's like when God promised you something, but you don't see it, right? Because your, 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 your faith wall is then we, we start losing something within us, that tenacity that we first had, that stick to itness that we once had. The body of Christ need more people with some, that spirit of stick to itness. Like stick to what God tell you to do, what told you to do. Stick to something. Amen? God wants us to have strong walls. So that way we can withstand the enemy attack. We can, we can withstand the storms of life. Amen? Come on, stand with me. We're, we're talking in the back. Some of the, the, the guys were saying that, Pastor G, this would be a, a great message outside because we could really build a, a wall, a good, a good wall. I was like, well, I don't really know how this is going to work out, but we, we'll figure it out. But you get, the, you get the idea, right? You get the idea. Spiritual walls. See, as a church, as a church, I am more concerned about our foundation and our spiritual walls than I am of getting a building. Because I want to be a church, Pastor Bob, who help people rebuild spiritual walls in their life. Because without that, it's, it's, what, it's just a building with people in it. There's no a building without purpose, a building with no anointing, a building with no healing power, a, a, a building without Jesus. I want us to be a church who help people rebuild spiritual walls in life. And it starts with us, too. We have to rebuild those spiritual walls in our life. The enemy's coming after your prayer game, your prayer life. He's coming after your surrendering life your surrendered life. He's coming after your commitment. He's coming after your faith. Amen? He's coming after your life, and he's looking at 
what particular part of your foundation is weak and he can penetrate in. Basically, he's coming after our hearts. Because he knows that our hearts are so valuable. And if the enemy can get a hold of your heart, he has everything. Everything. I see it. I've seen it done with believers, with people who believe for a long time. Serve God for 20, 30 years, and they walk away from God. So part of their foundation was weak, and it made their walls weak. And the enemy came in and just devoured them. The Bible says that our lives, our souls, are like a city without walls. Let not that be us. Let us be a church that rebuild our own walls and helps help individuals rebuild their walls. Every time that you see someone walk through the door, it's an opportunity for you to help them rebuild spiritual walls in their lives. We have that opportunity to do that here. So we're going to rebuild some walls today. I'm going to open up the altars and have a prayer team to come up and pray around your walls. What I want them to do is maybe it's some walls they have to walk around first. Because the enemy has set up some walls to keep the blessings of God out. See, he's in reverse. So the enemy wants to keep the blessings of God's God out and keep his plan in. And so we first may need to walk around some walls that the enemy have put up. And then maybe there are some areas in your life that needs to be restored. Some areas that are broken that needs to be restored. We want to pray over those things. Amen? So I can have every head bowed and every eye closed. And Come on, lift your hands. I'll just pray. Uh, pray for those who are online as well. Uh, walk around some walls that the enemy have put up trying to Steal your family, trying to block the blessings up of God. And then pray, we, we'll be praying for your spiritual walls, to rebuild your spiritual walls. We're praying for you. Father, have your way in this place, Lord. We just thank you, Lord God, in that. You are at the, uh, you are at our hearts assessing what is broken what needs to be restored. Lord, and I pray that you will reveal those things to us, Lord God, and that you will strengthen those areas, Lord God. Thank you, God, that you want us to keep the blessings that you have for us in and keep the attacks of the enemy 
out. Thank you, God. Speak life over this church, life over every individual right now in the name of Jesus, that you will continue to do what you started. You will continue to prosper them. You will continue to move them forward. You will continue to grow them and mature them. I speak protection over their hearts. I speak protection over their families. The enemy cannot have them. I rebuke him in the name of Jesus. The plans of the enemy is canceled over your life right now in Jesus' name. Some dreams that are dead, I speak to it right now. It will resurrect right now in Jesus' name. This church, these individuals, the future is now. The future is now. God's given you wisdom and revelation and provision that you need to proceed, to move forward, to do what he's called you to do. You will no longer be in a season of lack. You will no longer be in a season of doubt. You will no longer be in a season of wondering. Hallelujah. Bless them, God. Speak to them. Reveal to them. It's what you do best. Reveal to them your plans, your will. Hallelujah. Bless them. Bless their families, Lord God. Resurrect dreams, Lord God. Save the family members that they've been praying about, Lord God. Deliver them right now. Heal people in our church right now. We have mem uh, members in our church who, are, who are, are, are sick right now. We believe the healing power of Jesus, and we believe they are healed right now in the name of Jesus. We speak healing over them right now. We pray over their minds. The enemy will try to confuse them, Lord God, and lie to them to tell them that they are still sick. We rebuke those plans right now. They are healed right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Bless you, God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. We all say, come on, bless them this morning. Bless them this morning. You can give them some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. The altars are open. I would dismiss you if you, if you leave, just, just kind of uh, leave quietly as if we have people praying at the altar. God bless you. Rebuild spiritual walls in your life. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.